The following podcast is brought to you by Radio Southland and New Zealand On Air. Radio Southland is a community access media station based in Invercargill, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, radiosouthland.org.nz, for our contact details. I'm Karen Weston with Blind Spot, program produced and presented by the Southland branch of the Association of Blind Citizens. Unfortunately, we're still looking for a new sponsor, so if you know of anybody that would be interested in sponsoring Blind Spot for a year, please contact Rachel at um, Radio Southland, which is 21898981, and uh, she can put you on to um, Darren and myself and we can look at sponsoring Blind Spot. Thank you. Um, we are also um, listening to Southland Radio, which is 96.4 on your radio dial, or you might be listening to us via the internet and we're using quite a lot of technology today for our program because I'm, today I'm talking to two people from the southern DHB, and that's John and Gail. Hi, John. Hi, Gail. Hi. Yeah, and um, maybe, John and Gail, you'd just like to introduce yourself. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, just to start. Okay, hi. My name's Gail Thompson. I'm the Executive Director of Quality and Clinical Governance for the Southern District Health Board. That, that role encompasses many things, but of note today, um, the development of the disability strategy. Thank Over you. to you, John. Thank you. So, yeah, my role, I'm going to be the chair of the working group, which uh, we've been tasked with ensuring that the disability strategy that the Southern District Health Board steering group has come up with um, is um, put into place. Cool. So it's uh, in future. Great. That's great. Thank you. Now, um, as we are aware, it was about what three, three or four weeks ago now, three, I think, that the um, launch happened on a Wednesday afternoon in, in Dunedin and Invercargill, and I was privileged to be there. I'm sure you'll be really thrilled to have this launch at long last. It's taken a few months to get underway, but we're here. Um, what was your feelings about that launch? Look, I mean, I personally, I'm delighted that we got this far and we've had the launch. You know, there's been an awful lot of work put into this and a lot of people very passionate and motivated in this space and to get things moving forward. Um, and notwithstanding that, you know, COVID and the impact that had on everybody last year, it's really nice to finally get this across the line. Yeah. Yeah, like Cal said, there's been a lot of work put into the document to be part of the launch the other week was really quite good. You've got a lot more work to go though, John. Oh, definitely. <laughs> that was just, um, <laughs> that's the thing that we've got to uh, make sure, yeah, it's a big responsibility to make sure that uh, we uh, 
all the effort that's been put into it comes to fruition. Yes. So um, one of the things I think is really important for people with disabilities like myself is what benefits are we going to um, feel over the next few years with having the strategy in place? Well, maybe I'll start and hand over to John. Yes, look, um, the, the first thing we have to do is have a really detailed come up with a set of um, actions that we can commit to and will commit to and get on that pathway to get things implemented. Look, I mean, I think if, if we're true to our word and we absolutely are, the benefits that you will see in, in time will be all of the things that have come out in the strategy. You know, how, how as a south, southern health system, we are more inclusive and respectful of, you know, people with lived disability, people mm. that recognise as deaf and so on, and, and that our system is also respectful and that, people experience a much better time with us than they have done previously. You know, we've got quite a few people that have had really bad experiences with us um, because we, it's really difficult to navigate through our system, um, the way perhaps sometimes that staff might deal with them and things like that. And Mm. we've got a very ambitious and exciting program ahead I mean we know some of the things that we're going to get on with immediately and that is the things about around staff training and awareness and and that sort of thing so I think there'll be some really good short quick wins in that space but also some longer term looking towards the new Dunedin hospital for example is a much longer term thing and um, we have a really exciting opportunity to to get that right from now. Yes. John, have you got anything there to add? Oh. I think that you, the one word I sort of picked up was respect. You mentioned that in quite a few times right through the whole process. People said that they want to feel respected, they want to feel inclusive, and um, you know, it's the same thing, same story coming right through that sometimes a lot of us, and I know Carolyn will almost probably agree, you just feel you go somewhere and you don't feel that you're actually respected as a I don't want to use the term normal person, but sometimes individual. Exactly. You know, someone looks at you and they say, Oh, how's Carolyn today? Mm. You know, mm. what, what brings Carolyn into work, into the hospital today? You know, so it's this respect and um, that quick win is um, going to be really exciting. Get the mm. ball rolling. Yeah. One of the issues that we have as blind, um, vision, low vision people is, of course, access to information. And I know that there's a lot of comments made about information sharing, um, obtaining information about individual um, appointments. I know myself when I've had an, a get an appointment, sometimes especially one department in Southland Hospital, they tend to highlight the date and the time and the where you go for your appointment, which is no use to me because if they put yellow or green or pink pen over the writing, I can't read it anyway. Um, mm. And so it's a matter of how are you going to ensure that those of us who have a print disability are going to access information in the future and not don't, don't just say, well, computers, please. <laughs> 
no, no, definitely not. <laughs> Look, I mean, I, I think that's absolutely essential and that's one of the key things that we need to focus on very quickly. And we've identified that through the development of the strategy that how we communicate with our communities and with disability that speak different languages, all sorts of ways in which mm -hmm. we, we speak and deal with our communities has leaves a lot to be desired in some places and we know we have to do a lot of work there it's certainly being discussed at length and we one of the things that I'm really keen to see quite quickly is that we do identify some of those key areas that we know we have to you know, if we're developing some patient information, for example, that there's a whole set of languages we've already identified and formats in which we can make information available. That's certainly something that my team and the communications team are very passionate about and have identified as an issue for ages. So um, it's fair to say that's very high on the list of things that we must get on with now because yeah. that doesn't take a new hospital to deal with, does no. it? It's just something we need to do now. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Any comments, John? No, I think it's been what uh, Gail has said. You know, it covers everything. We've had quite good input from various people on the steering group and yeah. it is a big issue. With my job through Disability Information Service, we get exposed to the information and um, getting the word out there so often. Yeah. And it's something that um, information is power. And if people yeah. aren't getting it, they um, certainly need to be getting that yeah. in a timely manner and in a form that they can use. So I understand you're going to have a committee of eight people, which isn't very many, but I suspect you will um, do a lot of consultation with other people to ensure that you get different views about action. So you're starting that work already, John? No, we, um, we're just working on I'm having a meeting tomorrow just to look at um, when we can get the meeting up and running. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that we're going to have the power to co-opt other people on depending on the stages we're at or what area it is. And like there's going to be various people from the Southern District Health Board coming on board, whether it be the IT part or it might be um, building or whatever. So we've got the power to pull people in to ensure that we don't overlook things. We've got quite a good mix of um, people with lived experience and also on the Southern District Health Board, you know, we've got the experts on for their area so we can ensure that what the disabled person or the person with disability wants is going to be implemented. Yeah. And so one of the issues I think um, we also need to talk about, you know, with the new hospital building, Dunedin, is there going to be a lot of issues with regards to accessing the building and making sure that it's accessible for everybody, not just people in wheelchairs or anything like that. And I guess for us who are blind, um, you know, often they say, oh, no, we won't put Braille in the lift because... We haven't got the money, you know, you run out of money. And and I guess this is an issue that we may have to face in the future, ensuring that we do um, obtain the equipment that and the things that we need to make the building accessible so everyone can use it because we don't want to say, oh, we can't do that because, you know, we can't have Braille on the lift because we've got no money for it. Well, that's actually a legal requirement under the building code and the... Uh 
NZ4121 that Braille has to be present. So um, it's something that I know that will be in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. no doubt other issues such as um, colour co- well, contrast and things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's something that's quite often missed even in accessible toilets. Um, the yes. um, colour contrast and the um, fit-ins and controls. You know, yeah. How often do you go to the toilet and you don't see the toilet seat is actually contrast to the, the pan or the flash buttons or where the soap is? So um, rest assured, I, um, I'm, I've got a passion there and I'm going to be shaking the, the bars and making sure things are happening. Oh, you can't see Gail, but she's having a big laugh and grin on yeah. her face there. Oh, yes, Gail, what's so funny? No, I just, he will make sure it happens. That's all I'm (laughs) laughing about. Um, Look, there would be, it would be completely inexcusable on every level if we were building a new hospital and knowing about, you know, principles of universal design and all the rest of it and having the likes of John on board that we didn't uh, absolutely include that. And I I think it's fair to say we're already well on that journey now. And, um, so, yeah, it's – but it's not going to be the only thing that we have to deliver on, is it? Because there's, no. there's, that's quite a few years away and we, we've got work to do in the existing old building before yeah. that time. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of um, – I mean, you still even got to keep the existing hospital working in the meantime mm-hmm. – Till the new one goes over, and still don't forget that we've got the Southland Hospital to keep going as well. That's right, absolutely. Yeah, I've heard some uh, whispers recently that there's a couple of things people want to happen in Southland Hospital, but I said, "Oh, I don't know if you're going to get that for a while." Well, look, I mean, um, one of the things that we've recently done within the District Health Board is created a team called Consumer Experience Team, and I've just not long pointed, you know, two months ago, a manager started to put all those things together. We fully recognise that having consumers involved at every level in improvement and service planning and in co-design is essential, and we can only get better at that. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming on our programme today. It's been a bit of a challenge for me. I'm not because I can't see you on the screen, so I don't know when people are wanting to talk and that. So been interesting, but um, I'd like to thank you both for coming on to our program today, and I hope that everybody will um, understand what's happening and that we will embrace the disability strategy for many years to come. Thank you very much. Until next month, this is Carolyn Weston saying bye for now. The preceding podcast was brought to you by Radio Southland with the support of New Zealand On Air. Their funding of accessmedia.nz makes these podcasts available. To find similar programs by other stations involved, go online to accessmedia.nz.